Hi there, my name is Isabel Silverio, entrepreneur, feminist, dog mom, and founder of Guava Empowerment. And this is a Guava Girl podcast, where we empower women to think entrepreneurially and creatively so they may lead the extraordinary life they never thought possible. I am so thrilled that you found my podcast and I cannot express how thankful I am that you're here. So welcome to the Guava Girl podcast. I started my company from a janitor's closet of a tiny apartment to help women like you unlock their potential of creating the lifestyle and career of their dreams. Let me share with you this. Here you will find the good, the bad, and most importantly, the real inside look of what it's like to work for yourself and feel empowered by doing it. We talk about growing your following on social media, building a personal brand, and what it is like being a woman in startup culture. This is the Guava Girl Podcast, so let's get started. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Guava Girl Podcast. It is so nice to hear your voice. Just kidding, you're hearing mine today, but it's nice to be with you wherever you are, on the treadmill, on your way to work, decorating your Christmas tree, or taking down your Christmas tree by the time you're maybe listening to this episode. How are those New Year's resolutions going, by the way? Did you set them? Did you already uh, leave them out to die in the New Year's resolution desert? Uh, Let me know. Just think about that, calling you out, calling you out on your shit. Um, But anyways, this is not to call you out. This episode is actually really special because we have someone who is an expert at handling time management and especially with nine to fivers. If you are an entrepreneur who's like in the season of hustle and continuously just balancing the act of showing up for your day job, then putting passion into your business in the later hours. Miss DL Sharon is here to give you all of the wonderful tips and advice and her unique method called the one thing that helps several many bunches of nine to five entrepreneurs really get full time in their business. Before we get into today's episode, it's time to announce the Guava Girl of the Week. And if you don't know, now you know that the Guava Girl of the Week is a super special someone who gives us a written rave on the iTunes podcast app. And our partner, the Classy Network, gives a free pair of blue blocker glasses for the Guava Girl of the Week every single week. That's like a free pair of awesome, super cute, stylish glasses. I have them on right now as we speak. This week's Guava Girl is Miss Lex Knott, and she writes on the iTunes podcast, real, raw, and so much value. I started following Isabella over a year ago on Instagram, and ever since she created her podcast. It's been something I look forward to every week. Oh, thanks, Lex. She gives an insane amount of value about all things Instagram, content creation, sales, and what it takes to be a woman CEO. Podcast is a must listen. And if you love it too, you have to join her Facebook group. Yes, guys, join the Facebook group. Did you know that there's like 2000 women just like you who have the same passions of wanting to build their online business and step into their CEO? Yeah. And I found them all. They're all inside the Guava Girl Entrepreneur Facebook group. Search that group, request to join, and join the party. Thank you so much, Lex, for your review. Go ahead and um, leave your own review so you can win a pair of blue blocker glasses. We do it every single week, and you have a great chance of winning. Um, Do it now before you forget. Do it now before you forget. Do it now before you forget. Okay, that's all. Now let's go ahead and talk to Miss DL. Hello, Miss DL. It's such a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much, Isabella. I'm very, very, very excited. Oh, yay. <laughs> um, so please tell me, tell me about your business. How did you get started? And 
what is the number one challenge that women entrepreneurs who are still in their nine to five face today, especially in 2020? Yes. So I started my business not really knowing about entrepreneurship, but always striving for it. And so I got my bachelor and my master's in social work, but I always took different certificates and minors in management, accounting, finance. I did a lot of communication classes. And so I thought that I wanted to be like this big nonprofit executive director. But then once I got in it and I saw, oh, wait a minute, like you have to work a lot of hours, you never go home and you're constantly fighting the government for money. I said, uh, nope, that's not for me. (laughs) And so I went into entrepreneurship just trying to pay my student loan bills. And so I got into network marketing and that is when I found the glorious world of podcasts. And I started diving into Angie Lee and all these wonderful people and they were talking about coaching businesses. And I said, well, wait a minute, I'm a social worker. Like I can totally life coach people, have my license and my certifications. I can totally start a life coaching business. And that's exactly what I did. And my niche was millennial women, helping them figure out time management and consistency while juggling full-time jobs. And Mm. slowly but surely, all of my clientele turned into, okay, DL, well, how are you doing this? How are you like out earning your nine to five income with your coaching business? What does this look like? How can I do this? So very naturally, all of my coaching clients turned into business coaching clients. And that is when I opened the doors to my business Mm. coaching business. And I've absolutely loved it. I also have a podcast called the School of Ambition Podcast, where I talk a lot about these topics, ambition, consistency, time management, building a business with the nine to five. Um, Mm. And to answer your question in the quickest way possible, mindset. Mindset is the biggest thing that is holding women back when they have nine to fives and trying to build a business. They say that they can't do stuff or they're overwhelmed or they have poor time management. Mm -hmm. I always say that time management is mind management. When you learn to manage your mind and how you think about your time, how you think about your business, how you think about all your different responsibilities and truly how you think about your ambition, that is where the magic comes. That is where the results come. That is where you start to show up for you and your life. Wow. I love, I love your story and I love the natural progression of, you know, getting all these certificates. I, I considered getting some certificates when I was um, a couple years ago. I love the progression of how it went from social work to life coaching to, to business coaching. It's just a natural, natural pathway. And that nine to five, take us back through what a typical day looked like um, when you were really conscious mind management. I love how you put that from when you wake up to when you go to bed, going to your nine to five and balancing with your business. What does that look like for you? And then, and then I'd love to share mine too. Yes. So I still currently work my nine to five, even though. Oh, really? Yes. Even though right now I am doubling what I make in my nine to five. Wow. Um, I'm waiting till I get married in order to claim my husband's <laughs> health insurance because I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> I love it. That's what we're waiting for. Uh, but I'm still in my nine to five, so I don't have to go back too much. I just have to go back to tomorrow. I mean, uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what like my typical day looks like. So I wake up around five o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty natural for me. I've been doing it for two years now. So my oh, wow. it's very natural for me to wake up then. Um, and so I wake up at five o'clock in the morning. I do a very quick morning routine. I'm not like Rachel Hollis with like this three hour morning routine. Oh my God, I, have... I can't either. Yeah. No. Yeah. I got stuff to do. Like I don't have time <laughs> yes. for that. 
Um, and so I quickly do some meditation. I do a yoga routine, like a 10 minute YouTube yoga routine. Mm. I'll journal and I'll just try to get my mindset right. And then I will do some work. Um, and when we talk about the one thing method, I can kind of break down what that work looks like. Um, but then I actually have an hour and a half commute to my job. And so wow. I, I that take, is, that's a huge chunk of time. Yes. Yes. I take two buses and I drive to my day job wow. every single commute. And so I take that journey. I work during my lunch break. I'll probably be listening to a podcast or I'll have a client call. If it's an international client, I'm usually talking to them on my lunch break. Mm-hmm. I will go back to work. And sometimes I even have evening hours that I have to do for my students. Um, I work at a university as my day job. And then I will come back, do again that hour and a half commute. And then I'll have some sort of coaching call. Or what I'll time have- is this? Uh, what roughly time like are you getting home and settling in? Sure. Around five. I leave my nine to five if I'm not staying late. And then I'll get home around seven, seven thirty because of traffic. And then what? So 7.30, you're tired. You're I'm like, tired. You, you're faced with the choice, right? Like the two paths of, do I work or do I rest? Exactly, exactly. And this is where the mind management comes in. And so I talk to myself, I have conversations with myself and I'm saying it's so easy for me to throw on some sweats, go curl up with my fiance and go watch some Netflix or to go have a glass of wine and just chill out for the evening. But I have clients who are waiting for me. I have podcasts to record. I have content to put out. And so I deliberately choose to do that work until like 930. And then Mm -hmm. I have a quick evening routine and then I go to sleep and I do it all over again, Monday through Friday. So that's my life. Um, And I wouldn't change it a bit. I'm so grateful that I know about entrepreneurship. I'm so grateful that I have this way out. Um, out of student loan debt, out of, you know, feeling like my nine to five is the only thing I have going for myself, out of all of those constraints. I'm so grateful that I have this side hustle, quote unquote, side hustle that's turned into a multi five yeah. figure business in order to do this. Yeah, beautiful. I also, uh, you know, I, I can sense such a big energy of gratitude from when you speak of a place of I get to do this, I don't have to do this. And the choice of when you're faced with do I put the sweats on and hang with a man or do I work towards my dreams? I always say on the show, dreams over drama. And to give you a little rundown of how I never had a, like a nine, fun fact, I've actually never had a nine to five job because I started my business in college. Um, and the only goal was to make sure that when I walked the stage at graduation, I didn't have to go look for a job because that would probably have been the most daunting thing I would ever do. And I never really thought about getting a job. So when I was in school and I was in school full time and I did really good in school, I I graduated from business school with like a 3.9, like almost like 3.87, 3.9. So I really showed up and and I studied really hard and I was working with clients in class, writing up emails for my list and creating freebies and designs while in international business class. And, you know, I was a good student. Like I did what I had to to pass a class and, and get an A, but I'm not like a goody two-shoes where I don't feel bad about working on things that I'm passionate about. If a lecturer, and I do you work as a professor in school or um, you mentioned that you work at a university? Yes, yes, exactly. Um, going back to just me being a student in school and 
creating just as much time to work on my business as possible. I worked weekends, I worked nights, and I always just chose my dreams over my drama. I want to continue this conversation about mind management and going into your unique framework of the one thing. Can you please speak on that for the women listening to the show? Yes, yes. So I remember when I didn't have the system, when I was a hot mess express, I would not be consistent with showing up in my business, but it would be like a Wednesday afternoon at my job and I'll be bored. And so I would say like, oh, I haven't done anything in my business yet. So I'll scribble down like seven things I wanted to do at, after I get home from work. And, you know, I'm going to write all this content from Instagram and post on YouTube and follow up with my clients and make trains for them, like this mm. big ambitious list. And yeah. I remember coming home and just not being able to accomplish anything, feeling like absolute crap for that. And then the cycle would continue where I wouldn't want to show up in my business. And so I said, I have to do something about this. Like this has to, this has to go. Like I need to figure this out because my business isn't moving forward. And so I sat down and I created this one thing method where I literally do one thing in the morning and one thing in the evening from my day job. So what that typically looks like is I will do some sort of content or admin task in the morning. So sending emails, following up with clients, sending over invoices, creating content, outlining for podcasts. And then in the evening, I have some sort of client call or a podcast interview or networking call. And so mm. that's kind of how I structure my day. And I literally just do one thing. So in the morning, I might be writing emails. And then that evening, I might have two client calls. And that's all that I'm doing. And by the end of the week, just without even touching the weekends, I would accomplish 10 business activities in my business while also managing my sanity and sleeping mm. appropriately and really having the bandwidth to do everything that I wanted to do. So when my clients have implemented this, their productivity has skyrocketed. They say that they're overwhelmed a lot less. I hate the O world, the O word. And yeah, I hate the O word. I do. Like it, it's just, it feels <laughs> the like o a word is something out. different for me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I love that I, O word. <laughs> Yes, I like that one too. I love that. <laughs> Overwhelmed. You should make a, I think I wrote a post um, a couple of weeks ago, of like the three O's of entrepreneurship, overwhelm, something else and orgasm. And it was one of my best posts. I should, I should repost it. Anyways, continue on, please. You hate the O word. The overwhelm one. I like the other one too. <laughs> but Yes. And I think the overwhelm word is just a cop-out excuse. And when you feel overwhelmed, you don't want to do anything. But when you implement something like the one thing method, you're able to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish. Mm, I resonate with so much of what you're saying. And I, I have so much, uh, I don't even know where to start. The first thing of the when it comes to managing your time and doing one thing in the morning and doing one other thing at night, I completely agree. And that's the advice we give in, in Guava Boss as well. Um, we do a whole call dedicated to time management because it's so important because many of the students in the program are either full-time or, or they're balancing the nine to five. So we teach that as long as you move your needle forward every single day and you go into the day with a game plan, you've already won and you just have to take the action. Um, I completely agree. The O word, I, I was doing a podcast episode with, um, with Stevie, Wright, And we mentioned how the word anxiety just as a social, from a social standpoint, 
you know, the Kardashians are saying they have anxiety. People on Facebook say they have anxiety, but like anxiety is a real medical condition. And when people really feel anxiety, they're actually just feeling fear or overwhelm. And I teach that overwhelm is just another word for saying lack of clarity. And we seek clarity through action. So entrepreneurship is a lot like driving up a mountain in the dark and you're spiraling up this mountain. You are pressing on the gas pedal. But the thing is that since it's so dark, your headlights can only reveal you know, two, three feet in front of you, you can't see the entire pathway up, you can just see two to three feet in front. And when we take action, and we move forward, then is that what that's when the next step is revealed. Um, and, and really, anyone who's starting their business, it's the belief that you have to have steps A to Z figured out, but you just need to know what A, B and C are and work on that. And then the rest will follow. Does that resonate with you? Exactly, exactly. And especially when you're first starting out, you don't need to start a Facebook group, a YouTube channel, have email funnels and Facebook mm-hmm. ads all within the first three months of your business. And I yeah. think, yeah, and I think people look up to you, Isabella, they look up to these very seasoned entrepreneurs and they say, well, they have that and they were able to hit, you know, seven figures from all those different systems. That's what I have to have. So let me try to implement all of that. But I've hit almost six figures with Congratulations. Insta- yeah, thank you. Instagram, my email list, and a podcast. And that's it. That is it. And so there's so much beauty and simplicity. And you also have to take yourself out of comparing yourself to our role models, to the people who we look up in this industry. Mm, yes. I man, we we need to talk more. Um because <laughs> everything you say is like that's what I would say too. Yeah, you can't compare your step one to someone else's step 30. And I started the same way. I did Instagram podcasts, I did a Facebook group pretty early on as well, and email, and that was it. And it was really easy to manage that myself, you know. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Classy Network. So I think you guys have probably seen all over Instagram lately, but blue blockers are the absolute new thing. Step of Wyatt, celery juice, and we got to make way for these blue blockers. And my good friend, Natalie Rogers and her company, the Classy Network, makes the best and cutest blue blockers on the market. I don't care about what anyone else says. These blue blocker glasses help me so much. Well, first of all, what is blue light, right? Like, I don't even know. If you're like me, you're like, I don't really care about the sciencey shit. I just want to be cute and trendy. But I'm going to tell you about the sciencey shit anyway. So all of your screens, you guys, your laptops and your phones, they omit blue light. And blue light is kind of what makes the cool toneness of your computer screens, which I kind of really like. But then I started realizing that I got so many headaches and I wasn't able to sleep at night very well. And it is because of the blue light, because I'm working all day at home on my couch with my puppy by my side. And I'm always, you know, on my phone and I'm like, you know, a blue light whore and no more because I have the classy network glasses and these blue blocker glasses literally eliminate like 99.999% of the blue light that is being omitted from your laptop and phone screen. And they come in the cutest guava pink color in the world. So if you have been thinking about getting these blue light glasses and you're like, I don't know, like, do they work? Yes, they work. And I love them. And you should get them too, because we can match and tag me in your pictures when you get them and also tag Natalie and the Classy Network. 
Go ahead and visit theclassyshop.com and use the code GUAVA at checkout to buy some super duper cute blue blacker glasses. They are absolutely adorable and they seriously do help me with sleeping. They make me look super cute, which makes my boyfriend compliment me more and I get a lot less headaches. So it's a triple win. Plus you're supporting a female founded company. I don't know what's better than that. Let me ask you a question. So when it comes to outsourcing, and people in a nine to five, what advice do you give there? So I say something that you constantly do. So for me, it's my podcast management. I constantly every week pump out a podcast and that is something that can easily be outsourced. So I have a podcast manager. So just like you, I literally record, send it off and they handle everything and it's a dream come true. Mm -hmm. But I, I have a little bit of a different take on it. It may not be the most popular where As a CEO, I want to know as much as I can, but I don't want to get stuck in the weeds of it. Like I'm about to outsource my email and ConvertKit and have someone set up some more automations for me. And so I know the basics of ConvertKit, but I want someone to go deeper and do the weeds of it. So I do think that you want to be able to do something. So in case like, I remember that I had a time where my podcast manager, she had a baby. And so I wanted to quickly be able to edit my episodes and upload it. So you should have some skill set. But for the task that you do over and over and over again, and you have the capacity and the bandwidth and the finances to outsource it, absolutely. Or even if you don't have the finances 100%, if you can outsource something, Mm -hmm. do that while you're still building your audience and your craft and getting more solidified in your craft as a side hustler. Totally. Yeah. And, And very similar story. The first thing I outsourced was my podcast when I first started my business too, um, and I found someone, it was my friend from college cause we were both in school and she was a production major, Kelsey, love Kelsey. If you guys know Kelsey, um, and Kelsey is always looking for new podcast people. So, you know, shout out to, to Kels. Um, and it was great to find someone who was also just starting out and I didn't have to pay a lot. Um, I, I didn't have, we were both like using each other as just like testing and, and it was really exciting. And as far as outsourcing as well, I am in total agreement with you that I believe there, as an entrepreneur, there needs to be some type of due diligence where I'm sure for you, there have been long hours. And for me, there have been long hours. And maybe it's not glamorized on social media that, that I've worked like 11 hours in a row until like two o'clock in the morning on my business when I was first starting, but I did. And I'm glad that I did. And I know every facet, my my business is like a diamond and I know every single facet and I can put my hands in it if I need to, but there's something beautiful about that grunt work very early on. And my background is from startup consulting. So there was a lot of those late nights, hoodies on, laptops open, eating Chipotle, like creating graphics, Facebook stuff. And it's a beautiful thing and it's not something to be shamed about. I'm not super like the Gary Vee of hustle, bro, like hard hustle gets you rich. Like that, I, I see how that works for people, but it should, doesn't have to be hustled to the point where you're sacrificing your sanity, um, which I don't think Gary agrees with, you know, but when we consume content, we see it from our own lens and we project our own beliefs and, and emotions on that. And that's why it's important to have these conversations. So yeah, thank you. Um, My next question is, when it comes to distractions, how do you handle procrastinating and getting distracted with things when you're working in your business? Mm, I love that. I don't. 
I don't, I don't tolerate <laughs> that. That's not in my energy at this level. That's not in my energy. And so I think it goes back to having conversations with yourself and allowing, this is a little woo woo, but allowing certain energies to come in. And so when I'm procrastinating on something, I merely come into, okay, why am I avoiding this? What am I afraid of? Like, is this like a really big thing? Like I was on uh, Alex Beaton's podcast not that long ago and I kept oh, procrastinating. Cool. I yeah, I, kept, I have to connect with her. She is so sweet. I love, yeah. I love her so much. But I kept procrastinating on setting up the appointment for, you know, to book the interview. So I said, like, why do I, why am I doing that? So I immediately snapped into that because I don't allow procrastination in my energy. So I said, why am I feeling into that? Like, why, why is this showing up for me right now? And I realized because I'm, I was afraid, like I was nervous. I was scared to actually put that in motion. And so it's snapping into like, okay, instead of entertaining that feeling or entertaining that vibe, like I'm just going to linger in this procrastination, or I'm just going to allow myself to go down the Instagram spiral. It's the awareness to say, what is coming up for me right now? Why am I choosing this behavior? Why am I choosing this action? Because we can biohack our way there. Like we could do the Pomodoro method where we set these alarms or we could do 20 Mm -hmm. jumping jacks or we could drink all the water or we could like do those quick fixes, but you're still going to see that behavior show up for yourself if you don't have that internal dialogue. And so I tell my clients, like when you are avoiding something, when something is feeling uncomfortable or you're feeling resistance towards showing up in your business or for the past three or four nights, you haven't done anything in your business, asking yourself why and tapping into yourself and saying, what about this is not sitting with you? What are you afraid of right now? What are you trying to avoid? Is it fear of success? It could be a number of things But when you say, I'm not going to entertain this vibe, this energy, why is this coming up for me? You can start to get to the root of those answers. Mm, Beautiful. Wow. I've never thought of it that way. Um, And it's so true. We had Heather Helms on the show earlier this year, and she's um, she's also a co-coach in Guava Boss um, and a friend of mine. And she specializes in productivity and she mentioned that when you find yourself getting distracted, like it means that you need to direct your attention to something else. And I've been practicing when I'm procrastinating or getting distracted, I'll just go, you know, serve myself a glass of water or, or make myself a a meal or just like wipe down the counter or something like that, or, or tend to my plants or go on a walk. And when I come back to the thing, it's not as overwhelming. It's not daunting. I've gained clarity. And there's something about this vortex. Like, do you ever experience like the vortex of the computer and work? And like, there's all these like notifications and then there's, you get good news, you get bad news. And like your brain goes all directions. What's your experience with, I call it the entrepreneur vortex, but what's your experience with that? Yes, absolutely. And so I actually just got classy network glasses from you. Yes. And so that (laughs) kind of, I don't know why, but just sitting and properly viewing the computer screen without my eyes, like bleeding out of my head has been so helpful. Um, But absolutely. And I think it goes back to how can I go into social media, particularly social media with intention? 
And so like when I click that little app or when I log in, I'm just focusing on my group program. I'm just answering the questions there and then I'm going to go take a little break or I'm just going for engagement and I'm going to engage with 10 people and then I'm going to step aside. And so I think showing up to these platforms that do have a lot of notifications and a lot of different bells and whistles with intention or with a goal before you're just going to show up on Facebook and then start scrolling and start, you know, going down the live video rabbit hole. I think showing up with intention is really important. But then also this goes back to the outsourcing thing. Like if you find yourself when you say you're going to engage with 10 women, find yourself three hours later looking up, you know, Taylor Swift videos and cat videos. <laughs> love asking, my Taylor Swift suggested. <laughs> I love that. I love her so much. Um, oh, yay. Me too. Yeah. But <laughs> asking yourself, okay, maybe I need to outsource this. Like I'm doing everything I can here, but I'm still don't going down the, the spiral. So outsourcing some of the things that kind of suck your energy and suck your time. Um, mm. But then also checking your phone, like iPhone now kind of shows you where you spend your time on your phone. Once mm. they did that a few months ago, I was like, oh, no, I got to change something. Like uh, I'm spending way too much time watching Isabella's Instagram story. I gotta oh, do my something. God, so funny. <laughs> I got to do something. Um, so and awesome. so also just checking in on your analytics and checking into your history on your computer and saying like yeah. doing an audit. I know you're really big on audits doing an audit of where are you spending your time? And maybe that's why you haven't signed a client in a few weeks. Maybe that has, maybe that's why you need to do other things in your business. Definitely self auditing and always um, it's, it's just programming your brain to monitor how you spend your time and, and what also is taking emotional, like what's also causing emotional drains. Like this year, I no longer have access to my email. Like I do not check my email. Um, and that's because there was a situation where I got an email and, you know, did not like what I read. It was kind of like really, really negative And it put me off the whole day. And I'm like, it's only going to get worse. But when you scale your business, this, these things happen. And I can't afford to not show up the way I intend to because of some like angry person online. And so monitoring and creating systems in place to protect your energy and to spend time in your zone of genius is I guess where this is really, really ending off the show. Um, do you have any other one piece of like action advice for the Guava Girls listening and then we'll wrap up the show? Absolutely. And so when utilizing the one thing method, I always like to plan that out on Sunday. I look at what calls I already have scheduled, what client calls I already have on the books. And I plan out my week and I just schedule one thing in the morning, one thing in the evening, Monday through Friday. And I have my weekends off for the most part. And that has changed the game for me and so many of my other clients who are trying to wrap their head around this whole nine to five and entrepreneur thing. Definitely. I love it. I'm very, very similar when I was, um, when I was first starting out and, and always planning my week on a Sunday. It's also like a therapy thing for me. It's like a little cute routine. I'll like light some incense and make myself a cup of hot cocoa and just plan my <laughs> week. And it was just fun. Yeah. Light yeah. a candle. Um, thank you so much, DL. I would love if you could, cause you have, you are such a guava girl. Could you share just like a little of your experience of being in the Guava Girl community? Um, you're a veteran of a couple couple programs. And if you could share your experience to the listeners and um, and we'll close out. And I definitely want to touch base with you because this is our first time like formally really meeting. And I had such a great time recording this show with you. 
Yes. So I am a guava girl, like capital G. Guava girl. Like if I logged into Isabella's uh, Kajabi right now, you would see <laughs> five products, and I'm so proud of it. I I love everything. Which ones were they? Oh my gosh, let me see if I can remember. Um, engagement treasure chest, Instagram vault, your um, editing course. Oh yeah. Uh, Rocket launcher lab. And yeah. I'm forgetting one, which is, is it like CEO course or passive income compass passive income compass that was yeah, it yay. yeah yay oh my god I, i'm you. building out my suite yeah and i loved rocket launcher lab i got incredible results with that program like within the week i like quadrupled my investment in that um and Damn, so i girl. love rocket change my business love rocket launcher lab and oh. thank you isabella for everything that you're doing especially for women of color in the entrepreneurial space oh it's- you are so oh you're so wonderful yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, so I didn't mean to interrupt you. That just like no. made my heart burst. So no, um, it's so important for me for for everything inclusivity and diversity and representation. And you're such a pleasure to to do the show with. And and I would love to support you. Where can the women find you? What offers do you have coming out? You got Time Management Queen. I saw on your profile. Can you speak a little bit about that? Um, yes. And where can they find you? Yes. And so you can find me on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most at DL Sharon. And I have a podcast called the School of Ambition. My website is School of Ambition. And I am launching my course. This is probably the number one thing that has been in my DMs. DL, can you please put together a time (laughs) management course? So I'm putting together my course. It's called Time Management Queen, and it will be launching in January. Oh, guys, everyone get on the wait list, join the course, get the course. Dial is such a pro and she is so qualified and, and gives her clients such great results. Thank you so much, Dial, And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. 